Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. And today is the day that I finally get to go back to my favorite video game first-person shooter franchise, Crisis, in a actual review. This is my first review of a game in this franchise, be it a remaster of the original, but as somebody that has not played the original game and didn't know much about the original game going into it, except that, of course, there were going to be North Koreans on a tropical island that looks really good, and aliens. So, I saw a lot of people shitting on Crisis Remastered. I cannot say uh, personally what the original game looked like. I didn't own a PC back then. I never played Crisis back then. But I gotta say, I'm really impressed with what I saw with this game. Yes, there were some moments where there was some uh, clipping uh, instances. And I saw some moments where the AI was pretty stupid. And yes, there were some moments that the game even just flat out kicked me out. But... Majority of my experience with the game was really good. Now, this game is a eye candy game and an action game at heart. This isn't a Crisis 3 story-driven game. There's a pretty simple premise. There's like three stages of this. We drop onto an island to find a researcher who's working with the North Koreans that are the main enemy. Then towards the second half of the game, or I wouldn't even see second half, but I'd say like the third act of the game... You come to find out that, oh shit, there's, you know, aliens um, on the Lingshan Islands. Now, here's here's the thing about this, this game in the Crisis story that makes no sense to me. So, Crisis Remastered, or Crisis 1, in the whole overarching story of Crisis, doesn't really ever get talked about too much in other games going ahead. Prophet makes some nods to it, but if we talk about the overall world, if we talk about newspaper articles, or the world in crisis, uh, talking about the Lingshan Islands, how it was nuked, how it, you know, there was aliens there, and, and, you know, there was a bunch of stuff going on, but yet, at the beginning of Crisis 2, or even in Crisis 3, the only mentions of Lingshan are from Michael Sykes, Psycho, and Prophet himself. Never does anybody else in the world, as Tara Strickland, Lockhart, uh, Carl Rash and them, none of them really talk about Lingshan in a drastic way. You don't even hear soldiers ever talk about, oh shit, you know, this is kind of like what I heard about the Lingshan Island incident. That never ever comes into play in any other games. You get very small references, but the world around you does not really ever talk about the events of Crisis 1, okay? I just want to get that out of the way because Crisis 1 is a really cool game and I like it a lot, but that's just one thing that I noticed. So Crisis 1, um, when I first saw the world and the graphics, I was blown away. This game looks amazing. I don't know why people are like, oh, it doesn't look that good. I'm playing on an Xbox One S, not even an X, and I gotta say, it looks really good. And I don't even have a 4K TV, okay? This game looks really good. The only problem with this game is some of the reload animations for me. The gunplay in the game is not really that good. Like, I feel really stiff when I aim down sight. My character moves as slow as a rock. I can't really move or, or, or aim left to right very quickly. It's a very slow thing. I have to, I notice that I have to snap in and out of uh, ADS to be able to actually hit a target or just get it onto the target. And yeah, and sometimes the bullets just seem to not really hit the target, even though 
build, the reticle is exactly on the target. Now, other than that, the gunplay, I would say everything else about this, I want to talk about the suit abilities. So, I know in Crisis 1, you pretty much had the option to choose between armor, cloak, and, uh, um, armor, cloak, speed, and power pretty much at any point in the game that you so desire. Funny thing about power in this version of Crisis or Crisis 1, it doesn't it doesn't drain or reduce your power. When you use power in any Crisis game moving forward, rather that's to kick a car or pick up an enemy, it drains your energy. But in Crisis 1, it doesn't. So that was pretty interesting for me to see because I was expecting it to drain the, the power, but it didn't. So that was one thing I really found interesting. Also, the speed. My lord. So, after playing Crisis 2 and 3, obviously, because I own a console, the 360 and Xbox One and One S, before I ever played the original Crisis, I can easily straight up say that the speed, your, your stamina or your sprint, oh my gosh, dude. So, you would use energy on your sprint in Crisis 2, right? A lot like Crisis 1. You would be using up energy. And I was expecting that, obviously, in this game, except in Crisis 2, once you run out of energy to sprint, you can't sprint anymore, or you can't slide. Instead, you get, uh, in Crisis 2, pushed back down to a normal uh, jog or normal run, I guess you could say. But in Crisis 3, they eliminated that, and you could sprint as long as you want, as fast as you wanted. It didn't drain your energy, but a slide did, but that was okay. Crisis 3 was the only Crisis game where it didn't take up your slot. So, Crisis 2 compared to Crisis 1 and Crisis 3. Crisis 1, you were really quick and you used up energy, but once you were depleted of energy, you could still sprint. You just got slowed down a lot more, but it was faster than the normal walk. And that's one thing I think that made the maximum speed feature in this game feel very important, is the fact that when you aren't in you know, sprint mode, your character moves at the pace of a rock, you know, in Crisis 2 and 3, you know, your character still feels relatively, you know, agile, even though they aren't sprinting, but in this game, you, you feel like a rock, and then when you sprint, it's like, whoosh, like, you're going super fast, you can even swim fast in this game. So, that was really interesting. The armor mode in this game, I did find to be a lot weaker than other armor modes in uh, the other Crises. So, for some reason, I, I don't know if this is because it was the Mark 1 Nanosuit or, you know, the other one was the Mark 2 in Crisis 3 and 2. But, the armor definitely seems like it got wore down a lot quicker. I do like the health system a lot better in this game where they actually give you a bar that lets you know where your health is at because... In all honesty, it's better than in Crisis uh, 2 and 3, where you kind of just have to gauge by the screen, kind of like Call of Duty or whatever, where your health is at. So I really enjoyed that they did add that one little feature into the game, and I was like, this is really, you know, a really good feature, and I, I wish that they, you know, continued to have this in all the other Crisis games. So, now that we've talked about gunplay, which I said was really not that good, and uh, we've talked about uh, story... Ultimately, um, it's, it's all about, you know, Crisis 1's all about their sandbox and graphics. So, 
on a story standpoint, the story, like I said, is pretty meh. You know, it's pretty much set up into drop, find archaeologists, found archaeologists, fighting the Koreans, then fighting aliens. Essentially, the Koreans for the second half of the game are non-existent. But, so, the game story is, you know, it's, it's okay. It's kind of by the numbers, in my opinion, when you talk about most games. It's more of an action game. But the, the visuals of this game looks amazing. And not only do the visuals look amazing, but for the most part, the gameplay is really good, other than gunplay. But then again, you can choose to play this game all stealth and not really have to shoot a damn bullet. Or you could just punch the fuck out of everybody. That was pretty fun to do, too. But... Ultimately, um, I would say for the most part that this game is a, it's a good game. There's a lot to like here. There's a lot going for this game. It's just the only thing that I see wrong with Crisis Remastered. Um, obviously, uh, the story, I, I didn't expect to be really anything special. The only thing I would say I got really disappointed by was the gunplay. So I, I just hope that they, you know, would fix that maybe in a patch or something. Just, just so that way it doesn't feel like such a, a stiff, you know, uh, movement. I know you can, like, switch, you know your sensitivity and stuff, but let's be honest here, normally I use the default sensitivity when it comes to any video game, I don't really fuck around with my settings that much like some people do, but, um, so, ultimately, I gotta say, I, I like the game for the most part, there was just that gunplay area that I didn't really like, uh, just, it just, it just didn't really, you know, live up to my expectations, but then again, this is a 2007 game in 2020 with just on a look overhaul. So, that's the good news that I can say about this game. Um, so, what, are, what about the Ceph, right? What, what, what do I think about the Ceph? Um, well, the Ceph in this game are interesting to say the least because through Crisis 3 and 2, not much had changed about the Ceph. They were pretty much the same Ceph types, the same Ceph, um, you know, uh, jets or aircraft. The Ceph essentially don't really change too much. Crisis 3, you had the Alpha Ceph. In Crisis 2, you had the Spore Machine. And then Crisis 3, you had like the Arachna Ceph. That's what I like to call it because it kind of looked like a spider. Um, and then the Mothership. Other than that, though, not really a huge variation. I, I, I don't, you know, I just, I think it's okay. I think the Ceph were okay in the game. I've come to expect them in one way because I've only played the last two games of the series, but it, it is what it is. So, the the ending to Crisis 1 I don't really like because it's such a cliffhanger, and it doesn't explain anything from Crisis 1 to 2. Crisis 2 picks up, what, like three years after the events of Ling Shan. Three years in New York, and you don't really know what happens between Crisis 1 and 2. And then between Crisis 2 and 3, it's an even bigger gap of time, like 20-something years, and you don't even know what happened to the characters. Where did Psycho come from? Where's he been this whole fucking time? What happened to Alcatraz? What happened to fucking Nomad? Because Nomad was alive at the end of Crisis 1, and then apparently Nomad died. And that's the thing. Nomad died, but not even in any of the games. It wasn't something that you know, you could just be like, oh yeah, Nomad died, like, I remember that from the game, like, that never happened, it wasn't like one of those ghosts got murdered by General Shepard moments, it was just something done within the time period that wasn't explored in the game, and I think that's one thing about Crisis that I don't like about the franchise, I love the graphics, the gameplay, the story, 
the the fun factor and replay factor of the game. But one thing Crisis does not do well is explain very long areas of time of where something like same thing with Doom and Doom Eternal. They don't explain what happened between Doom and Doom Eternal. But then again, when it comes to Crisis, they don't explain what happens between Crisis One and Crisis Two and Crisis Two between Crisis Three, which I think is the the worst one. But when it comes to Crisis 1, I was hoping that some of my stuff would be answered about Crisis 2 and kind of what happens to Nomad or something, but no, nothing is answered. Jeez, I'm, I can't speak. Nothing was answered. Gosh. And uh, more questions came from this rather than answers. So yeah, I'm not exactly very impressed with the uh, quote-unquote answers that I got. Um, but yeah, so... The game itself is only $30, you know, it's not a full price $60 game, and I think it, my $30 were very well invested. Granted, I bought Crisis Remastered yesterday, and I beat it within a, within under two days, you know, so the fact that I was able to beat this game in pretty much almost a day, you know... It was a long game, don't get me wrong, but I just, I, I feel like that the game only took so long because of the map layout. That's another thing I want to talk about, sandbox. The sandboxes in this game are a lot bigger and uh, more uh, filled with enemies and stuff than Crisis 2 and 3. I enjoy the Crisis 1 open-worldness of the game and the different strategies you can really do, but with Crisis 2 and 3, I think it was a lot more condensed, which it works for what those games were. They were more linear than Crisis was. Crisis uh, 1 kind of allowed you to do a little bit more. But, like I said, all the Crisis games have their own strengths. Now, one thing the Crisis game, uh, the Crisis game franchise has always done is the music. The music in Crisis is superb. It's, the, the theme of Crisis 1 isn't as memorable as, like, let's say Crisis 2. Whenever I think about Crisis 2, I think about that Hans Zimmer beginning of the game music where you you know he contrasts you know like america and the chaos of you know the aliens and the invasion and the beautifulness of the city he contrasts all that into a nice theme song for crisis 2 and the song that i remember most from crisis 3 was from its opening you know sequence what are you prepared to sacrifice and i'm telling you every crisis game has that one song that you can associate it with. You know how Halo has its theme song? Crisis has that, but not the same theme. Every game has its own theme song. It's different, but they're all memorable. And here's the thing. I hope someday we get a Crisis 4. I hope that we get what happened to Nomad Explained. We know Nomad died. We know that all of Raptor Team is dead. We all know that Prophet is technically dead. He's just living in the deep layers of the suit. So, the Sioux, once the Nanites got freed, um, decided to take the form of Prophet because that is what the mem those are the memories and DNA that is stored in the Deep Layer, so that's what it decided to replicate and look like. So, in a way, the Sioux thinks it's Prophet, but Prophet's really dead. But it's st the suit still maintains the memories, emotions, and DNA of the wearer. And I know you could say the same thing about Alcatraz, but Alcatraz did not have the same connection with the suit that Prophet did. So, essentially, a lot of people, uh, you know, can, can look at Crisis 1 or Crisis Remastered, and there's a lot of good things to like in the game. Crisis Remastered has a lot of uh, potential. It has a lot of amazing things. I just do think that they tried to remaster a game that is so old that 
it really does show in the game. Like, when it comes to gunplay, when it comes to the AI, when it comes to things like that. You can tell it's a 2007 game. You can tell that the game is dated. For instance, if you look at, like, Modern Warfare Remaster, it's not as old, I don't think. No, Modern Warfare I actually think is older than Crisis, but... You gotta remember, the, the remaster of Modern Warfare actually was put onto a different engine. It was, yes, there was a lot of, you know, visual remastered parts, but you could tell the gunplay and stuff were redone. And they had to be redone for the multiplayer aspect of that game. But with Crisis Remastered, it's literally ported from the original game with a different look. That's all it is. It's just, it looks different. It's the same game with a new coat of paint where Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, and 1 Remastered actually are on different engines. Hence, they can make the different changes to the actual in-game mechanics. So, that way, they can make it move or work smoother. Crisis Remastered is not like that. It's on a different engine, but it's still the same exact game. With, uh, with like, Modern Warfare 2 Remastered, they actually did different stuff with the game because there's an animation where, you know, uh, Roach goes to grab uh, General Shepard's uh, arm and then he shakes it off. That wasn't in the original game. So clearly they did do some new stuff for the, the remaster. But with Crisis, they didn't. It was just the same game that it was back then with just updated visuals. And that's all it was. Where with the new Call of Duties, it's on a different engine, but they did redo some of the in-game mechanics. And the thing is, when it comes to Crisis, I want a Crisis 4. I want a Crisis 4 really bad. Crisis Remastered, I think, gave me that Crisis fix I was longing for. Like I said, my first Crisis was Crisis 2. It was a lot of console players. First Crisis game. And it was kind of a letdown because of the open world sandboxes that Crisis 1 had. And just that variety of being able to throw people through buildings and stuff. Crisis 2 and 3 don't, don't really have the destructible environments like Crisis 1 did. Crisis 1 did, and, and Crisis Remastered are amazing in the way that they have destructible environments. Their AI is, you know, not the best, but, I mean, it works for what it was. Ultimately, I gotta give Crisis Remastered a solid 8.5 out of 10. I know a lot of people say they don't like the game or that they're having problems on Xbox, but personally, me, I didn't, I didn't really find a lot of problems with the game. Like I said, the gunplay was poo-poo, but, you know, it is a, you know, very old game, over a decade old. And not only was that just the one part that I, I didn't really enjoy, but the AI, the AI, it, it, they aren't really smart AI, but... Other than that, uh, those are the only really two big gripes that I have. I mean, I'm not going to critique a story of a game made back in 2007. I mean, that's kind of not fair. Oh, well, we've come, you know, so far nowadays. It's just a remaster. It's not a remake. It's not like they, you know, did a Doom 2016 thing where they just took the original game and decided to build it from ground up. It's not like that. They, it's not like Modern Warfare, you know, 2019, where they decided to redo the entire story with the original characters. But in a different universe, just rebuilding it from the ground up. So it's not like they're rebuilding it from the ground up. They're essentially just, you know, taking an older game, putting a new paint on, uh, coat of paint on it, and reselling it for $30, which isn't that bad. I mean, that's pretty cheap when you consider the amount of content that you get in Crisis. You don't, yes, you're not getting the multiplayer, but the campaign alone, I think, is very well worth the buy. Same thing with Modern Warfare 2 Remastered. I bought that. 
And I was very impressed and I was very happy with it. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is what I have to say on Crisis Remastered. I love Crisis to death. Crisis is my baby when it comes to video game franchises of all time. I know a lot of people could say story-wise, gameplay-wise, you know, gr you know, graphic or, or glitches and stuff, that there are much better games out there. I do agree, but at the same time, there's just been something about Crisis that I really enjoy. I love Call of Duty, but Call of Duty is like my fifth favorite, you know, game uh, franchise. I mean, I love more games than fucking, you know, um, than Call of Duty. I love Halo more than Call of Duty, uh, mainly on a story standpoint and lore. The games themselves, I prefer to play Call of Duty any day over Halo on the games, but when it comes to the franchise, the lore and the stories and the connections, I do like Halo, I think, just a, just a little bit more than Call of Duty. And that's mainly because of Halo 3. Halo 3, you know, that game was a masterpiece. Uh, in, in my opinion and most people's opinions. And then, of course, continuing down the line. So those are like my uh, 5 and 4 spots. Um, and then coming in at like number 3, you'd have... Um, uh, what was my number 3 one? You have, like, Resident Evil up there. And then in my number two spot, you had Doom. And then people, uh, you know, like, wait a minute. I thought you loved Doom and that was, like, your favorite video game franchise. And no, it's Crisis. Crisis has always been my number one favorite franchise. As soon as I played Crisis 2 and I got to play Crisis 3, I fell in love with Crisis. I never played the first game. And now that I own the first game and the upgraded version of the first game... I can now officially say I love the trilogy. I love the trilogy. I have fun playing Crisis. It gets me in, you know, into it, and I always have fun playing it. Right now, I'm currently replaying through Crisis 2 again. <laughs> you know, like, the game to me, I just, I love the Crisis franchise. I know not everybody does, but Crisis is an amazing game franchise, and I personally love it. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening. I hope you all enjoyed. I'm not promoting Crisis Remastered. I'm not telling you guys. You guys need to go out and buy this game personally. This is something I've always wanted to play. This is the game that I have always had as an anomaly. Because remember, you have to have a high-end PC to buy Crisis. And I know they made a 360 port. But, at, you know, it, when I heard about Crisis Remastered being a rumor, I was like, why would I buy the 360 port if I could just get the remaster if it's true? Then they officially announced it, and I said, I'm just going to wait for the remaster. Because you'd be paying $20 for the original Crisis, and then waiting for the remaster, you'd pay another $30. You'd pay $50 on the same game just to get an updated graphical version. So no, I, I was like, no, fuck that. So yeah, I just waited for Crisis Remaster to come. I finally got to play the one game in the trilogy, other than Warhead, but we aren't really going to talk about Warhead because it's not as significant. Um... That I really wanted to play. So I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with uh, being able to just play through Crisis Remastered. So, uh, it, it's up to you guys. Uh, you know, is this a game that, you know, you sound like you want to, you know, go buy or play? Are you a Crisis fan yourself? Um, you know, let me know in, in, uh, on our Facebook page and stuff. You know, we you guys can text on there and send us messages and stuff. So... I want to know your guys' thoughts on, you know, maybe you've bought Crisis Remastered and you have your own thoughts on it. So, you know, we can have a little uh, talk about it. So, thank you very much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed this. And I will see you all in the next one.